Welcome to Eterna. Keep your dice rolling, your friends close, your monsters closer, and don't let the old gods bite. This podcast is an Eldritch Dream Games production. A dark fantasy Pathfinder game laced deep with cosmic horror. We'd like to thank our patrons for making these things possible. Brian Bridges, Donald Bewley, Eric S. Pat, Frog Shark, Robin Mims, Thomas Wayne Haley, and Tim Demuse. We'd also like to honor the memory of Wesley Sullivan. Now, let us listen. Hello, everybody. This time, we're rewinding a little bit to a portion of the last episode where in between resting and leaving out the next day, Shadow had a meeting with both Rousseau and with Void. Please enjoy. After dinner, she would probably go to one of the sitting rooms or smaller parlors or something to sit and wait for the father to summon her. Okay. Rousseau would, quite shortly after uh, you find one of these rooms, approach you in the sitting room or parlor. The ambiguous room that is both and neither. Uh, At the same time, therefore, being only one, but not the other. (laughs) I'm a fucking idiot. I'm in Schrodinger's room, is that what you're telling me? Yes, you're in Schrodinger's room. So, Rousseau uh, comes into the to the chamber. The others have, you know, gone every which way. There's no one else around at this particular moment. And uh, he he walks up to you and says, "My dear Duchess, would you mind walking with me for a bit?" Where are we going? I'm just around the house, so as to uh, speak privately by moving about. I am certain this place is not so big as to render you very lost unless you were looking for a specific room. That may be so, but uh, I don't know. I have been lost before in Grandmama's house, so. Our, our house is... Old and while monetarily quite well furnished and, and built, it's not horribly expansive. Plus, I believe that your family may, in fact, uh, be in some ways quite a bit more wealthy and socially accordant than mine. Uh, grandmama is not the, not my brother and me. Fair enough. Uh, and he he's like leading you through the halls. And uh, a thing you would notice is that the, the house is pretty big, but it's not like obscenely large. Like this is nothing compared to your grandmother's mansion. And so you pass by people every now and again, but all in all, like any section of your conversation is very brief while in earshot. Uh, and he may, you know, 
um, at some points during what follows, like deflect for a moment or two as you're closer to someone else or some such thing. But generally speaking, uh, the the conversation moves relatively fluidly. Uh, and uh, as he's leading you around, I wanted to offer my appreciation for uh, the little gesture you made during dinner, although I am quite used to it. You can be used to something and it's still not the... It's still not to be pleasant experience. I feel like it's only fair in all honesty. It is not my family, so it is not my place to judge these things. But uh, I just know that when I do things that uh, my brother does not approve of, and he starts saying stuff that it is not always pleasant to sit and listen to. I agree. But I've been doing this for some years now, and well, the Flying Highwayman has been a thorn in my family's side, as well as the sides of many other families. Merchant moguls, barons, those who have far more than they ought and take far more than they give. Though, uh, I would think that my family has been perhaps impacted less than others. After all, my father is a decent man, if not what one would call a good man. Well, I just did not want you to get discouraged because I think that the work you do is important. Because even, even in a place where, like, if you were to have a the perfect um, systems in effect, you know what I say. Um, there are always those in society who uh, they do not do right necessarily. Um, it, it is by degrees, of course. There are some that are just a little selfish. They do not mean to be bad or anything. But then there are those that also do try to be bad. But either way, Sometimes there is no system in place to fix, and then so somebody has to make them uh, stop and think about their ways. And there are only so many options for doing that, and many of them do not work so good. I would, uh, I would caution though to be careful, because uh, people with much money they can buy much danger too. I'm quite well aware. So, like, probably do not get yourself killed, but the work is important. Of course. Well, you know, the Flying Highwayman has a uh, rather sizable bounty on his head. Uh, though it is a Capture Alive bounty, is uh, he has not committed any crime heinous enough to uh, be judgeable by death. Though... Uh, if rumor serves to be correct, some uh, jaded victims of him his have hired assassins in the past. Well, I don't say this if the party ever needs uh, much money for something very important. 
Maybe Mr. Morheim can turn you in and collect the money, and then I can get you out. <laughs> I'm afraid that might cause more problems than it solves. It would be a simple death to break you out of prison. Nobody would even see you. Yes, but then the highwaymen would be known. Mm, yes. But if they did not know you are, we could turn in anybody and do that and get the money and then break them out. Just an option if ever we need lots of money. I suppose, but I believe that I could actually personally supply such funds with a bit of begrudging on my family's behalf, but nonetheless uh, quite equitable. <laughs> it would not be fair for you had to pay everybody's way all the time. I try not to. I've done what I can for for your group as far as monetary compensation goes at this point. I provided some gold for ma some magical assistance and, and shopping to Riley and Leaf earlier. Also, less so in the full money department, but I have some connections around town on multiple facets, shall we say, that have afforded the uh, young woman Nina some fine equipment for that we will be collecting and having fitted for her in the morning. That is good. I uh, have instructed Wynn to watch over her while we travel. She tries to stay nearby her. Um, Wynn is not uh, exceptionally well trained, but she has some combat experience. Enough that I think she could help Miss Nina if they needed to get away from a situation. Very good. I'll also be keeping an eye on her and everyone else as you and your prior companions seem quite a uh, quite powerful. And it seems that okay. us, shall we say, normal folk need a little more watching. I would like to give you small uh, advice. What might that be? Uh, once we reach the shadow plane, uh, do not uh, do not fly too far and do not go too high. Um, if I'm to understand, the light there will be a little more diminished than here, even on the dark side of the world. Well, yes, but that is not uh, my biggest concern. Uh, you will be in the air, see? And uh, you know what is in the air? Uh, dragons, I've heard. Yes. Yes. And they like to have slaves. Um, so... Uh, another... Um, y you would just know this because you're familiar. Um, another thing about the air that's a lot more common than slaving shadow dragons and umbral dragons are uh, Jirak, the the bug people. Uh, they also uh, like to have slaves and fly. Yeah, but I, I think shadow feels like they can, they can deal with that better than they can deal you, with you could, you could deal with a few Jirak pretty easily. <laughs> yeah. You would have a hard problem dealing with a hive. Right. Because those hives are city-sized. Um, but it, it is just better if uh, you do not fly too far off or too too high. 
So uh, that will... you do not detract these things. I will certainly keep that in mind. Besides, with the diminished light, I feel like uh, Winnie may even have trouble. Uh, is she navigating. okay? She's in the forest by herself. And she's quite capable of taking care of herself. I did not get to visit her tonight and feed her. Don't worry, she can feed herself. Yes, but she is my friend. I like to visit her. She's my friend too, and I enjoy her company. Oftentimes, it's the only company I have. I sneak off and talk to her every night. I've noticed. Well, then I'm not sneaking very good. Well, you might sneak to her quite well, but you do sit and talk with her for some time. Yes, because I can tell her all kinds of things and she does, does, she cannot tell anybody else. Because she does not really understand that, you not think. Does she speak the echo? I do not think so. Mm. Large and well-tempered she is. She is still an animal. And it's not... She knows some words, at least in a sort in the way that you train an animal to understand some words and she's thoughtful and kind as far as she goes she is a very good listener she is i like her so do i i believe i've been walking you probably long enough uh my father will likely be sending someone to fetch you soon if not already. So I'll lead you back to from whence I took you. Okay. It was nice of you to come talk to me. It was nice of you to offer your comforts. I like you okay when you are not hitting on me. <laughs> well, I I am more reserved in the presence of my family and those that I've grown up with. Then perhaps we could take your mama with us. I don't think that would be a wise decision. On multiple points. Oh, if she can make you behave. I behave just fine, thank you. Do you? I do. I am not so certain. I am just complimentary. That is all. Mm, I, I think uh, my brother would have a different uh, way of phrasing that. I'm sure many people's brothers have it different way of phrasing it but it is not incorrect mm. well then I should caution you when would, uh, we meet up with truth pretend like your mama is there I might is he super powered like all of you and he is uh, very tall not as tall as void but almost and he has uh, armor when you look at him you see armor just everywhere just big heavy I've dealt with those before. And uh, he has a sword that is almost tall as me. I've dealt with those before. And uh, he does smite everything. Ah, one of those. I can't technically say that I've dealt with one of those before. I've dealt with the big, heavy smack it with a large sword type. He is a very good person. But uh, he is very protective. There's Nisa. And that, that, to my knowledge, is your actual name? 
Yes. And uh, he is... um, Let's just say he can be grumpy around people he does not know. I see. Well, we'll either become friends quite quickly or he'll probably hit my guts. Only time will tell. I just, uh, if you say too many things to me like that, uh, that you usually do, he might not be happy. So just, just don't do that. Does he not, (laughs) does he not agree with them? I don't know what he agrees with. I am just little sister. He does not care what I look like. (laughs) He just, uh, he does not like other people to notice what I look like. Well, that is a shame, both for yourself and for, I suppose, everybody else. It it is fine. It is what big brothers do. Beauty should be acknowledged and appreciated. I guess maybe, but uh, you better do it from way over there. Perhaps I shall berate you with compliments from 30 feet then maybe 60 when he flies quickly and people in armor are slow mm, yes um, but uh, he does he has ways to move where he needs to be very quickly fair enough he is Gale to my knowledge even among them they move much slower than you do Oh, yes, but uh, he goes in and out of the Shadow Walk. Do you know the Shadow Walk? Uh, no, I can't say that I do. It is, um, this, this place is not a really place. Um, it is in between places. Uh, it is in between uh, this plane and Shadow Plane. And uh, you can walk through and you move uh, from one place to another place much faster. It's like a shortcut. Like a magic shortcut. Does it let you walk up in the air? Mm, I don't think so. Good. And uh, at this point, you'll like kind of be approaching the uh, sitting room where you were before. Well, you should probably go and get some rest if you were getting up early with Miss Nina. I am. And I will be. Quite shortly. You have a good night. I will. I bid you adieu, fair duchess. Good night, Lord Russell. He'll chuckle and uh, give a, a flourished bow uh, before he heads off. Yishado thinks he is a silly man. Perhaps he is a silly man. But then you have your meeting and speak with Diara, and you head to your room to prepare for the, to go to bed for the night. A few minutes later, clack, 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 clack. That, that was the sound of a horse clopping, not a... <laughs> There's the horse in the hallway. Enter. It is void. There is my void. Where is my smile? He frowns extra hard at you. <laughs> Don't be like that. <laughs> he, he'll uh, chuckle a bit, and uh, if he smiles do, while doing so, you missed me so much that uh, you are already coming and knocking on my door. 
<clears throat> it's been a busy day. And a lot of people to try and read and figure out. Did you get it all figured out? Can't say that I have, but I've got some good ideas as far as it goes. Anything worth sharing? Well, I have to say that uh, despite their little song and dance at the table, I do believe that Riley and Lady Astrig are familiar with each other. At least more so than they are pretending not to be. That is not too surprising, considering that, uh, well, she is the mother of his half-brother. More the um, mystery is how little um, Carlisle seemed to know of any of us in, shall we say, comparison. So, definitely secrets here. They are not our secrets, and we will be leaving in the morning. They are not ours, but a secret unspoken is something to think about. Do you ponder a mini such secret? I think about most secrets. Because how does one act? How does one be without secrets? It seems inherent in our mortality. So you think everybody has a secret? Everybody has a secret. It may not be a big one. Some people don't really keep secrets in an active sense. Some people simply have them. It's not really a thing they think about. They don't worry or wail over it. Others worry and fester. Some of us are forced to keep secrets even if we do not think they should be secrets. That is true. A secret is not inherently a bad thing. I did not say it is inherently bad, but there are some things that I do not think should be secrets that are. And this is very true. But some secrets are harmful. Maybe, but uh, I don't know. I just know that uh, I do not think that something should be secret, and yet I am told I have to keep them secret, and I don't know that I agree with that. And I am contemplating breaking the rules. I feel like this has something to do with your line of questioning the other day. Which, which you mean? Um, do you not remember? You were rather uh, forceful about it all. I've asked many questions. You talk about when I, what, when I was asking you stuff at this, right? Yes. I did not uh, know that that is not so much what uh, this is about. Not about, but it is related, is it not? Not really. Oh, then. Hmm. See, I would tell you to talk to Truth because I think he put the pieces together. But you don't talk to Truth and he don't talk to you, so I do not think that would work out so well. And yet somehow you still told me to do it. Well, I mean... Uh, he's smirking. Okay. But, yes, there is there is big secret the Shadow keeps that uh, 
she says she has to keep and she does not want to and uh, when she talked the truth uh, he kind of put pieces together and I think he knows but uh, of course she cannot ask and he cannot say so you then contemplating breaking the fact that you cannot say so that others might ask. Yes. I am I am contemplating that uh, it was uh, a shadow that is nothing but mortal human being that uh, decided this. That uh, Our Lady herself has never directly said this thing. So maybe it is not correct to to keep secret just because uh, one shadow say to keep secret. One of the facets of Our Lady that we as a group do not often express is her inclination toward revolution. The throwing off of chains and bonds that once bind what's that once bound us. And these can be done in many ways. Yes, and this is something I am spending a lot of thought on. But I have not found the answer yet. In fact, the path of void, in fact, is in a smaller way, less so the thought of government or or oppression focuses quite heavily on this in our deepest training that only the void undergoes. And I have wondered often if you do not know. I think there is about 50% chance you know what I talk about. I think there is about a 50% chance that I don't. I'm just saying that uh, it is, it, I, I cannot say nothing for certain, but I think you may know. But if you do, you do not say either because probably told not to. So, but either way, is this something for me to, to continue to, to think on and to pray about? And and uh, sooner or later, my heart will know the right answer. Perhaps asking Our Lady will help guide your thought. I, I ask her and I torture her and I meditate on it. And when she is ready for me to, to know something, she will guide me. I do not rush her. Perhaps it is something she wants me to learn on my own. Perhaps it's something she wishes you to act upon. But it is, uh, it is something I contemplate. So that is all that matters. And I must say, as far as secrets go, your wardrobe was an interesting one. Of course, I've seen it in the in the box, but it looks very different. It is, it is uh, from the other plane, you know. Uh, it is, it is common dress there. It is um, pretty. So I've, I've seen in in my time a fuchsia, um, and there. Uh, Preference of dress. But I am not full I So, uh, Grandmama buys uh, the different, a little different kind of clothes for me. Of course. But it is pretty. 
It is. I have lots of clothes at Grandmama's house. I only bring three dresses with me, though. That's fair. One thing I've got to say is you would likely be very aware if it was cold. But it's not cold. No, it's not cold. But everyone would know if it was. Do you disapprove? No. I'm simply being an ass. Now you do that very well. <laughs> but it is, it is just how it is there. Um, they wear lots of tight clothes. They wear lots of clothes that show lots of skin. And if you're not shy. And so it is just how it is. One has to wonder if people from where you come from are more uncomfortable in loose clothing. Because many people here are uncomfortable in tight clothing. Well, I do not know about it be uncomfortable, but uh, for me, it is more difficult sometimes uh, to to get the bat because the stuff it, it hangs up on stuff and it's problematic. Yes. You do not want your skirts getting caught in the door if you're sneaking about. No. But your uh, suit from earlier, I don't think, has that issue. No. Uh, you you mean the 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 shiny one? Yes. Um, no. It the death is more uh, more like the shaywear. That is why it has the mask. I thought it was an odd addition for you, given, of course, you have a face. But uh, when I am kind of like uh, in the theory with Grandmama, the mask is just, uh, it is just something we do. Tradition? I guess, yes. I, I, that is a good way to look at it. I think it's interesting at times. We, as a collective, have many traditions, whether they be among our own or personal ones, despite the, shall we say, less conformative uh, form of our goddess. I mean, if you want to get very technical, it, it's all mask. The the dress, the the suit, uh, the, everything the Duchess wears, that is a mask to be the Duchess. And the, the armor is a mask to be the shadow. And it, it is all mask. There's, there's, uh, it is always, Nisa has to be somebody for some, or, you know, it has to be something specific for somebody. Perhaps. Well, perhaps if I die first, you'll get to graduate on to being a void before. <laughs> you did not die on me. <laughs> I don't intend to. I would be very, very upset. Do not make me cry, okay? I will do my very best. Besides, you have no room to talk about people wearing masks. You have like 30,000 of them up there in your head. I, 
I simply was intrigued. I was not saying that it was bad. You can borrow it if you want to. <laughs> I'm afraid it doesn't quite fit my demeanor. Or probably my head. But you are always masked. Pretty most much. Of, yes. Most of the time, I am the only one who has ever seen the answer. You're not the only one who has. Since, since he grew up, he does not talk to nobody else. So this is what you want. You come here to uh, to evaluate my clothing. I'm trying to be pleasant. I am just teasing you because I can. And I'm just teasing you because I can. So are you excited to get to sleep all by yourself tonight? You don't have to worry about me kicking you. <laughs> I don't mind so much, but a nice soft bed will be a decided improvement over pillows on a floor. Yes. Maybe I should buy a bed for the room. Do you think it would fit? It would make for a less malleable space, but yes, I think it would fit. Maybe I get one. Or maybe I get larger, softer pillows. That is possibility too. I will see when we get the Karamamas. I hear they have these uh, pillows up in somewhere in Voidosa that are actually filled with a type of very passive ooze. They're always cool and very soft. You're already... They apparently eat the skin that falls off of you into the pillow. Okay, that is weird. But why do you need to be cooler anyway? You were always cooler than everybody else. That makes everything feel warmer. Ah, uh, I see. And of course, I don't warm up a pillow, say, as much as you might, but it still gets there. Be unpleasantly just kind of warm. So you want the pillows in a bed that do not get too warm. Should that get rid of all the blankets too? No, blankets are fine. You can take a blanket off. But they will make you warm. Sometimes you want to be warm and sometimes you don't want to be warm. It depends on how warm it is already. I always think it is quite pleasant in the room. It's... All right. I will, I will talk to our lady and see if she will, will get you some cooler air. <laughs> Praying for cooler air. Yes. But then you have to deal with the consequences. That means I will snuggle up even closer because I will be cold. Then don't ask for cooler air. <laughs> But it makes you laugh. They will always do whatever will make you laugh. It's a good thing I'm not ticklish. <laughs> it is the smile. I cannot help it. I have to see you smile. And perhaps one day I'll pull off my head and stuff it for you. No, you will not. Uh, who knows? I might grow an extra one. No. You, you never know. There's very many strange things going on. There is many strange things going on, yes. I cannot say that that is not true. 
And of course, I don't want people to look at me like I have two heads, so I'm going to have to take one of them off. You're being silly. Am I? Yes. Or am I just being prepared? You're being silly. I don't know about that. I know about that. By the way, mm -hmm. if you intend to keep up your uh, darkened hair, you might want to restock on dye. Your roots are starting to peak. Yes, I know, but I can't totally do much about it till we get back to Grandmama's house. Mm. I mean, on the way out of town, you could perhaps pick up a vial of ink. There are some that stain quite well. Mm, but I gave all my money to Mr. Morheim. I'm sure it's not much. I have some money as well. And as much as I'm, I'm sure it was well-intentioned, three gold is not much. It is all the money I have. Because you never use it. Because I do not need it. What do I need money for at the temple? Nothing. What do I need money for Grandmama's house? Nothing. Well, ink costs a few silver. Do you know how to put it on? Not expressly. Because there is just a lady at Grandmama's house that does this. I assume you pour it in and rub it and let it, let it soak? I do not ever have to do it by myself, so I do not know if there is a meter to it or not. I can't say that I know. Of course, the grandmama and Ruth, they would prefer I let it grow out, but it is so hard to sneak when your hair glows. I can see that being quite the case. I had to be careful and cover up everything. I had to paint my nails so that they do not glow through, and I had to Wear the hood so that it does not glow around my ears and stuff. And I have to wear the face mask so my lips is not glowing everywhere. And still my eyes glow. I am like a, like a fire. Oh, to my understanding, so are violets. Cold fire. Well, yes, but it is a problem when you try to be sneaky. In its color of blood, it's purple. Even my scar even glows. Mine doesn't. And he, like, pokes at it. Because you do not have purple blood. I know. And, well, I don't think it's because your blood is purple. I think it's because your blood glows. Yes, but it is the only purple blood I have ever seen. So. And, honestly, I don't know what color your blood is when it stops glowing. Or if it stops glowing. I don't know. I usually clean it off before I have a chance to find out. Do you want to prick my finger and see for yourself? You can. He, he'll find like a pin somewhere and like poke you and put it on like a little white cloth and put it like by it, like on the bedside. It's like, I suppose you can see if it's still glowing in the morning. Okay. And then maybe we'll know what color your blood is. I'm now an experiment. <laughs> Not really you. I've never been an experiment before. It's an interesting concept. Is it? In ways, horrifying in others. Depending on the context, experiment has a wide breadth of implication. I don't know. I just know this is me. Yay, me. Okay. 
And do you need to re- me to read you a bedtime story? Oh, yes. What story are you going to tell me? Well, I've heard this one about 12 times. Have you heard the tale of Brock and the Flying Highwayman? <laughs> oh, a few times. This is uh, Mr. Warham's favorite story. Perhaps you should tell him a bedtime story. I believe he can talk himself to sleep. <laughs> Though I have noticed that a breadth of our traveling companions do not rest easily. Maybe they should get him a best friend to sleep next to. It worked for me. Just a thought. It always seems after sleeping that Riley, for a few moments after waking, is more agitated. And Leaf tends to swing between either being quite reticent to interact with anybody or very stoic and sure of himself in his morning preparation. Mr. Morham tells me one time that he had dream and there was entity in dream that called itself truth, but it was not my brother. And they did show him things, tell him things. Uh, and I think some of these things bother him. And uh, Mr. Goldrush has a silver fire hand. Yes, I've noticed. Now and again, he regards it as though unsure of what to do next. Yes, uh, I heard them talk one time and... Uh, Mr. Morheim say he was concerned. This was before we found you, I think. But Mr. Morheim was concerned that uh, the hand might change Mr. Goldrush. And Mr. Goldrush got uh, a little angry about it and said he was in control. Perhaps I should speak with Leaf some more. He seems defensive. I mean, right now he's upset because he thinks his sisters are trying to kill him. Of course. The poor man can't seem to catch a break. I tried to tell him he do not need to worry. I would not let somebody kill him. In all honesty, I'm not sure how much of a threat he's actually in. I do not know. Certainly, I believe what he says about the viciousness of his sisters. But at the same time, given the current circumstances... Perhaps he's being a bit paranoid. I wondered about that because I do not know these sisters, but I know if I am hunting man and I find man's brother, then I would just force man's brother to talk and tell me where man went and would go get man. Yes. And that did not happen. So either they are very ineffective or they are not actively looking for him. I know little about the culture of his people, but he seems to be an outcast of them. Or perhaps an escapee. His paranoia may be quite founded, but I feel as if he's placing feelings of unease from multiple areas of concern into one thing at a time. I do not know enough to say. The only else I know are other not and they, I, they are not part of all that, so. Yes, I hear Diara is staying. 
Yes, she has to stay with Miss Petunia and to um, kind of get, help the people that we have here that do not have a temple. And uh, she is going to maybe pitch in some with the the uh, priest that we met, whose church is all gone, to help him help some people. But, uh, you know, we have followers here, too. Yes. They just don't have a, a, a shrine or their own or anything. But uh, she is going to stay and help. She is uh, She is smart. She has taken many of the classes. Oh, I hope she can do some good around here. And if things get too bad, she can always uh, help them get back to the temple. Or they will be safe. And it won't hurt to have a contact here as well. It is. I think it is good that Diara stay here and um, everyone went with uh, Mr. Leonhard. So we have somebody in Voidosa too. Yes. And with any luck, we may be able to find messengers or even mages capable of long-range communication to check in now and again. Yes, but uh, also the silence can can maybe see them as well. Indeed. So, I think it is good to have uh, them out there uh, where can kind of keep watch on things. He nods in agreement. But before you run away, because you talk about bedtime stories, you have to tell me, does, uh, what does secret does Ezra have? Ezra has many secrets. Tell me one. He's not fond of burrito night at the temple. <laughs> that is not the real secret. Well, he always tells the cooks that they did a wonderful job and that he loved it. Does Ezra say that or does Void say that? Could it not be both? See, you cannot, you cannot trick me. Everything Void knows is secret. I don't care what Void's secret is. Well, Ezra does not want to hurt their feelings. See, I thought maybe you'd tell me something interesting. I'm sorry, I'm not interesting. You are perfectly interesting. You just hide it. Ezra has met his father. <gasps> the vampire? Yes. Oh, is he in Sanguin? No. Where is he? One of the duchies. I want this. I want. Is he nice? No. Oh. Too bad. I want to meet the nice vampires. There are some. He is not among them, and he does not know that Ezra is his son. That is probably good if he is not nice man. He's not an awful man, but he is not a nice one. He better not try to hurt my Ezra. He has no reason to. I just say he better not, because I would be killing a vampire. A harder fight than you would expect, I'm sure. Don't care. Cannot hurt my Ezra. Tis moot point, because there is no reason on either side there'd be any injury or insult. Still, it makes me sad that he is not nice, man. Few vampires are nice. Fewer still of the nobility. He is noble? Yes. To be fair, quite a few of the vampires are. At least the true vampires. What does Ezra think of this man? Little. 
it is sad. That is all. Much of life is sad. I know, but my papa was very, very nice man. And I did not uh, get to have him very long, but then I can remember him and it makes me happy. And so then it makes me sad when other people's papas are not so nice. Ezra is glad he was not raised by his father. Yes, but still, I just say it is sad thing when parents are not nice people. One does not often have the choice of deciding that. No. I was lucky. You were lucky. I'm still lucky, I guess. Because I have I have freedom in Malayas now too. Mm-hmm. So I have lots of nice parents. But then that just makes me more sad when other people do not happen. What a terrible situation it must be at the temple then. I try very, very hard to be good to all the little children. I do not know a lot about raising little kids, but I try very hard to be nice to all of them and tell them that that, that I love them so that they do not have to grow up sad. But it is hard to make it so that nobody is sad. An unfortunate truth, but without sadness. What is the point of happiness? But is Ezra ever happy? Ezra's not dead. I know he's not dead. Like, I can make him laugh sometimes, but I don't know if he's really happy. I want him to be happy. I've already given you two secrets tonight. If I give you more, you're going to get spoiled. How is it the secret whether or not Ezra is happy? Because you obviously don't know. There's lots of things in this world that you do not know, but they're not secrets. But could you ask somebody else if I was happy? No, because Ezra does not talk to nobody but me. Then it is a secret. But just tell me how to make Ezra happy. You don't have to make Ezra happy. But do you, I want him to be happy. And he is, he is more complicated than me. You cannot just buy him honey cakes. Okay, fine. Do not tell me. You just tell him that uh, I said he has to be happy. You know we're the same person, right? Yes, I know that. But I don't always know when you let him listen and when you don't. Because you are tricky. He's always, Ezra is always aware. Yes, but you are a tricky person. Ezra is always aware, but Ezra separates things with a void. He hides. Yes, he hides. He has to. Yes, he does. But it was okay, because I find him. I, all, I always find him. It's not that hard to find him. You just have to keep staying stuff. And then the smile changes, because the void can smile, but he does not smile the way Ezra smiles. That is how you know. No, that is how you know. Well, okay, but you know what I mean. That is how I know. There. Better? Better. Okay. It is getting rather late, and we do have to be up in the morning to get ready to leave. Because we're going 
Yes, and you'll need your energy to be excited all the way there. <laughs> he'll, he'll he'll come up and he'll hug you. I should give him a big old hug. And try not to fight with Ruth, okay? No promises. But try. Um, I believe a goblin once said do or do not. There is no try. <laughs> Whatever. I don't want y'all fighting the whole way. It'll give me a headache. I said I said no promises on no fighting. If we were to fight the whole way, that would be quite problematic. Y'all are not actually going to hit each other, so I don't even pretend that this y'all will be arguing. Either that or he will pretend to be ignoring you so you will egg him on. What can I say? We get along. Mm, yes, you are the best of friends. I don't know why you bother talking to me. Well, he's somewhere in the shadow plane. Oh, well, maybe when we meet up, you can just follow him around instead. Would that make you happy? I think I will. <laughs> okay. Y'all will be very cute cuddled up next to each other. Absolutely. <clears throat> but then I guess you would get cold. That would make me feel bad. Oh, so that's what it is. You'd rather be cuddled up next to my brother, but you make this grand sacrifice so I do not get cold. I guess if I have to. Mm. How very noble of you. The noblest. Mm -hmm. I will make sure truth knows of your true desires. You'd probably punch me. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. He might rather have you cut all with him than have you cut all with me. I suppose if that's what he wants. Uh, we will find out. But will we? Oh, yes, I will ask him. <laughs> good night, Shadow. Good night. You sleep well. And good night, Nisa. <laughs> good night. Hi there, my name's Don. I'm a proud patron of this podcast you just listened to. I'd like to take a moment to talk about some of the projects that I work on. When I'm not listening to Tracy, Sean, and the rest of the gang tell wonderful stories using the Pathfinder rules, I like to make podcasts of my own. I'm the GM in the Starfinder homebrew adventure Hexgrid Heroes. On the other side of the GM screen, I play Cory in Pokemon Seicho and Peleus in Ashes and Allomancy. I also like to sit around and talk with my friends about how horror movies can be used in a haunted house setting, and for that, check out Fountain of Fear. All of these podcasts can be found at hexgridheroes.com. Good day. This is Dick Horney, inviting you to explore the world of Dustress, a unique homebrew setting within an Elder's Dream Games universe. Come along as the Hive Queen leads a gambler. Cowboy motherfucker with six shooter. I ain't never moved cattle in my life. I am a gambler. A Native American. He he doesn't have a lifetime of eating processed food, so he probably is actually quite regular. And a Detroit teenager. Okay, so we're rolling into elves, aliens, and troll dolls. Through discovery of new magical abilities, struggle with the reality of unknown gods, and maybe learn a little bit about themselves along the way. Visit Eldritch Dream and Dustress Podcast on Twitter for details. 
They took to the stars and became stars. So it says here you're from another galaxy? Yeah, Milky Way. I don't think I'm ever going to get used to saying that. A band that influenced entire galaxies. Sector 8, let's make some Until their inevitable downfall. Fuck you, and fuck you too, Switzerland. Thanks for having my fucking back. Now, 20 years later, they find themselves unpleasantly reunited. James, what are you doing here? We had an entire motherfucking galaxy and you show up on this place. In a place where things are not what they expected. One of our staff members just happened to go missing this morning and uh, I kind of had... Travis? I understand. Why the uh, fuck do you have a guitar? (laughs) (laughs) LCP D&D presents Odyssey, a musical actual play adventure set in space using the Savage World system. Listen in by searching for LCP D&D on your favorite podcast platform or find us at lcpdnd.com. Welcome, Forsaken Travelers. Do you like sci-fi fantasy atmosphere? Do you like bad, scary movies, cult classics, and more? The Crow, Beetlejuice, Frankenstein? What about dad jokes? We have those, too. Tune in to the podcast for the untimely dead every other Sunday on your favorite podcast app. We'll see you there. If you would like to become a patron, check us out on patreon.com forward slash Eldritch Dream. Also, if you like the show, give us a review on iTunes. You can also find us in the Hive, that's our Discord, link in the description below. You can also find a link to our merch on sonerdware.com. And find us on Twitter, at Eldritch Dream, at Aeterna P, and at Dustress Podcast. And until next time, everybody... May the Elder Gods haunt your dreams.